Welcome to the Dr. Doom podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Doom. Um, for those of you new to the podcast, uh, it's a sort of a story hour. A lot of it's about medical stuff. I'm a practicing physician, but uh, mostly it's embarrassing stories about me and my past. And and uh, though a lot of them are kind of centered around medical training, not all of them are. Some of them are just randoms. Um, the idea behind this podcast was that I just thought, Hey, I'd like to have my stories memorialized some way <laughs> so that as I'm getting older and more forgetful, I can look back on them and have a little laugh. Um, but, uh, yeah, people seem to be enjoying it. I, I think we've got, um, some new subscri- subscribers. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of the listens are in the USA. I'm actually in Canada. So, uh, thank you again for tuning in and, and joining us. Now I do wonder, and I've, I've brought this up before, whether it's just because I accidentally named the podcast after a Marvel superhero or possibly supervillain. Um, a hundred percent of the listenership, according to my analytics are male. Um, so maybe they found me looking for comic book stuff, but I don't know Anyway, I, however you found us, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, thanks for telling a friend today. Um, as I'm doing this recording, sorry for my squeaky chair, as I'm doing this recording, um, I'm actually getting ready to go to a podiatry appointment. And I thought, well, I should talk about feet. (laughs) I don't want to gross you out with more horror stories about diabetic feet. As an interventional radiologist, feet are sort of the, uh, one of the uh, um, pinnacles of my uh, (laughs) practice. Uh, Because people get ischemic uh, feet when they have vascular disease and Eventually your toes turn black and they rot off and you get gangrene, hopefully dry gangrene. (laughs) And, uh, and we try to get some more blood going down to your feet. So that's a, I mean, that's a big part of our practice. At least once a week, we're doing something to do with feet, but, uh, no, I wanted to tell you more stories specifically about my feet (laughs) because I've had a bunch of foot problems and my brother's feet. He's also had some disgusting foot problems. If we go ba- way back in the time machine, um, back to uh, oh the mid 1980s, uh, my brother and I went to a uh, church camp at the time. I think it was called Vocational Bible School, um, and those, you know, they're like a summer camp where you go for a week just during the day. And um, we went to one where um, they were t- talking all about, of course, the story of Jesus. And one of the big stories is how Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. Like he was not. You know, the, the whole point was that he lowered himself to whatever menial task. He was he was one of us. He wasn't above us. You know what I mean? Uh, so as part of that story, um, they, uh, they said, now, you know, we would like to wash your feet. This is the teacher of the camp. So uh, can I get a volunteer? And my brother was like, yeah, I'd like to have my feet washed. <laughs> so he came up and he peeled off his socks. And he had the worst infection with plantar warts I have ever seen in my life. He had warts growing on top of warts all over his feet. And they looked at his feet. They were like, <laughs> I think, I think they still wash them. I, uh, I suspect Jesus would have done the same. <laughs> he might've, he might've also recoiled in horror. There might've been a moment where he thought, Oh, why did I offer the foot thing? <laughs> 
no, yeah, I'm sure he's above, he's above all that. Anyway, um, so yeah, Dan had uh, chronic wart issues on his feet for years and we had to go, I had a few of them and he had like dozens of them. We had to go to this uh, fellow, the wart doctor who used liquid nitrogen to freeze them off. But uh, man, we would get like, you know, you go in for a treatment, most people will get their warts treated in 10 minutes. We would be in there, like Dan was in there for like an hour and a half of just like, it was like torture, right? It really hurts. And uh, so he, he's always been the tougher one of us. And I suspect it's because of those wart treatments. Later in life, I was uh, plagued with ingrown toenails. I'm a, I'm a big guy and I'm a heavy guy. And I think being heavyweight uh, predisposes you to these ingrown toenail issues especially when you're physically active, but overweight. And that's sort of been the story of my life. <laughs> I, I can't seem to, I can't seem to eat uh, the normal amount of food that I'm supposed to. So I'm, I'm seem like I'm doomed to be chronically a little bit fat, but, uh, but I still love, you know, hiking and I used to love running. I, I you know, all the activity stuff and I would get these ingrown toenails and uh, man, we called it the pasto. Um, <laughs> I remember, uh, my toe would swell up like a balloon and it would be so painful. I couldn't even like put it under the sheets. I would have to keep my feet out of the bed at night and I would wear sandals even in the dead of winter because even like the feeling of a sock touching it was so exquisitely painful. And I went, you know, it was even then it was hard to get into a doctor. Um, and then to find one that did toenail resections was next to freaking impossible. But, um, I remember going to, uh, I was in college and I went to the, uh, <laughs> the guy who did it was actually at the sexual health center. Um, and he, they called him because my foot was so infected. They were like, uh, can you squeeze him in? Is there any way? He said, actually, yeah, I have a suture tray here if you want to send him down. <laughs> so they sent me to the sexual health clinic, which is always fun to walk into. Um, and, uh, I, I had my toenail resected, um, under anesthesia and he was really good but I didn't know what to expect that was the first time I had it like operated on and so I called my dad um, and told him look I'm going in it was a Friday I said I'm going in to have my toenail taken off I don't know how much pain I'm going to be in uh, I can tell you I'm in a lot right now um, do you think you could come up and get me for the weekend like take me home um, we lived four hours away from where I went to college and, uh, and he said, yeah, of course. And he came up, he had this, uh, old 1987 Jaguar. Um, that was, it was the coolest car. It, it kind of had a sad, it met a sad end for our family, but, um, but he came up and picked me up in that and, um, and they gave me dilated, no Percocet. And at the time I didn't seem to be allergic to it. So I, uh, I took this Percocet after the procedure and I kind of, was floating in the clouds and and I was sitting in the back of this old Jaguar and uh driving home and it was one of those it's one of those weird memories um that I have <laughs> from that time in my life now after that I kept taking the Percocet because my foot didn't hurt I was like oh it really I can't believe I can sleep at night and I kept taking it for like oh I would say a week you definitely don't need <laughs> <laughs> probably Advil and maybe antibiotics if they can't get the toenail out. But, uh, I, I don't think Percocet was really, um, needed for that particular procedure because after a week I stopped taking it. And even then I was, man, 
I was like, God, I want another one. They feel like a warm hug. <laughs> they warm you up from your belly out. Um, uh, I never, I never developed a real problem with, with those substances. Thank God, because before I needed any medications like that again, um, basically the whole fentanyl crisis had started. I'd gotten into medical school and learned all about addiction stuff. And then I, I've always been sort of, of the never take it if you can avoid it, take it if you absolutely need it or take it if you have cancer or whatever. But, um, you know, for just like procedures and stuff that, you know, where the pain's going to get better. I try to make do with Tylenol and Advil now. Having said that, I, uh, I did end up on codeine one time. Um, and apparently I'm allergic to it because my face swelled up so much. Um, I'm, I'm a Caucasian guy. I look like one of those fat Korean babies where <laughs> the eyes are just like slits <laughs> and I'm still working. My face was all itchy and I was like, I don't understand what's happening, but I hadn't looked in a mirror and I was at work. Um, I can't remember what the injury was. I'm sure it was a broken bone of some kind. I've had so many, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I looked like a fat Korean baby and I went to rounds and somebody said, are you okay? I said, yeah. Why? Did you hurt your face? No. It gets really puffy. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm allergic to this coating. <laughs> anyway, turns out, yes. And my lips got all swollen up that night. It was really, it was quite a reaction. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my second, uh, major foot issue it was um again uh, ingrown toenails and i was getting them a lot and i couldn't get into a doctor and i had a ski trip coming up and uh so what i thought i would do is just get ski boots that were a little bit too big for me and hope for the best i thought you know uh, i'll just i'll just rent like bigger boots i'll rent my skis and hopefully it won't hurt my feet we went down to sunday river and i was with my friend nick and uh man it was it was quite painful on the feet but it was you know you can kind of use your mental palace to get away from that pain uh and i just tried to enjoy the skiing and the fresh air and everything else but at one point um you know you shouldn't wear ski boots that are too big for you so i was wiggling around in the boots and i couldn't slow down like i i wasn't in as much control as i should have been and i hit a big jump uh unintentionally and landed flat and I felt this whack on the top of my ingrown toe, <laughs> my sore toe. And um, I just felt like this warm pooling sensation in my shoe, in my ski boot. And when I, <laughs> it was a rental, so maybe you got it next. When I took off my boot at the end of that uh, day, uh, obviously it was full of blood. And my toenail, the ingrown part of your toenail, if you don't know what it is, it's like a little spike that grows off the side of the toenail, grows into the skin. That's what ingrown means. And then you get an infection around it. It had punctured through my toe. And because it was so swollen and hyperemic and infected, it had bled like crazy. So I, I probably had half a pint of blood in the ski boot uh, pooling around my foot. It all jellified. It was disgusting. I should have put a trigger warning on that story. <laughs> anyway, it was really gross. And my toe was an absolute fucking nightmare after that. Um, so I I thought about going to the hospital when I got home to try and get somebody just to like anesthetize it and resect it. But um, as fate would have it, it, I hit it so hard that the swelling actually lifted the toenail up at the base and the whole toenail came off after a couple of days. 
and then I was able to like slide the little spike out <laughs> through the uh, through the pierced part of my toe. And uh, yeah, it was actually it was a self healing ingrown toenail. The only time <laughs> it's ever happened. Um, fast forward to uh, when I was in medical school, I went to this. Um, I had an ingrown toenail again, of course. And I went to this party and I was wearing, it was like July and I was, or sorry, January in Newfoundland. And I was wearing uh, Birkenstock sandals and I had this uh, a bandage over my toe after having it operated on. And um, I met this girl at the party and, you know, we were laughing about my foot problems and how dorky I looked and everything else. And that I was wearing Birkenstocks in winter and blah, blah, blah. And I thought we really hit it off. Um, only then we went out on a date and um, she was like, no, I just kind of have this thing for feet. I'm not actually that into you. So, you know, it takes all kinds, but uh, that was, and it all worked out for the best. Look, love my wife, love my son. I have a fairly good life. Uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so if I'd ended up with the foot fetish lady. But I think, you know, I, we, we'd gone out for dinner and I was trying to like have a discussion and stuff. And, I, and then I said, I don't understand. I thought we were, I th- you know, I thought we were kind of copacetic at the party. I, I, I apologize. You know, I didn't mean to waste your time, but I am just kind of curious what, <laughs> why this isn't going well. And she was like, well, you know, I kind of have this, it's weird, but I have this thing about like feet and I... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I don't think this is going to work out. We're just on different wavelengths. It's like, oh, well, that's fucking bizarre. <laughs> I was like, I could take my socks off. At that point, I was not that interested, actually, to be honest. Um, what's the? Oh yeah. So so now I've I've had that ingrown toenail issue over and over again. Um, I did end up interestingly in a merge with it one time because I was getting a fever and stuff, and my whole foot had swelled up. And a guy who was in my internship year named Albert was working the Emerge and we were both pretty fresh and nobody else there was willing to try it. And he was like, dude, I've never done this before. Are you sure you don't mind me trying it? I said, Albert, dude, go for it. I said, if I lose my toe, I'd be happy not to have this problem anymore. So he did this block on my foot, but he used epinephrine in the marking that he used and it must have gone intravascular and I just had this crazy, I don't know, maybe I was just, maybe it, was, it wasn't a vagal reaction because my heart rate went through the roof and they, uh, I, I had to lie down. They had wet cloths on me and stuff and, and I felt like panicky. <laughs> anyway, he felt terrible and in the end I let him take my toenail off and he did a good job, but it kept coming back. Finally, I went to a surgeon who, uh, who said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fix this permanently. Your toe's going to be disfigured. It's both feet. But he said, you're going to be a little bit disfigured, but it's going to be worth it because uh, this isn't going to come back. And what he did, he resected um, not just the toenail, but he actually took off the nail bed from my foot so it wouldn't grow back. And, uh, and I could, like, it was frozen. I couldn't feel it, but I could hear it and I could feel the pressure as you do when things are frozen. And I thought I was fine. You know, I was in medicine at the time and I thought I was like big man on campus. I can handle this. Um, tough guy. And he said, well, that was, it was nice uh, having you, you know, thanks. You're, you can head out now. He was good. He did. He never gave me narcotics, <laughs> but I sat up 
And the next thing I knew, I was in a chair uh, with a cold cloth over my head and a nurse giving me apple juice. <laughs> I totally fainted afterwards. Anyway, you know, those are the ingrown toenail stories. Um, I've got uh, I've got another issue now that I think maybe maybe I'll talk about as the next story, but it's going to be a short one. recent issue that I've had is a little bit sadder. So um, I've had these ongoing ingrown toenails as, as discussed. And even after having the nail bed resected, I have had them come back. So I have to do my own. I do my own procedure now to, to resect them because I figure I don't want to waste resources or other people's time. And who knows it better than I do at this point. But um, but what happened? I uh, in 2013 I got into shape. I was like, "This is I'm tired of being a fat ass. Uh, I, I need to lose weight." I had a baby, um, you know. Well, my wife had the baby, but we lived with the baby <laughs> with Jack, and I always felt uh, like I wasn't a very good father. I wasn't in good shape. I couldn't, you know, do much with him. So I set out to lose weight, and part of my like challenge was that I was going to lose 25 pounds and I was going to run a half marathon. And I did. I ran the half marathon and I got really into running. Uh, all of a sudden, it was the happiest time of my life by far. And I loved running and I'd run every day and I would run minimum five miles, but often nine miles, 10 miles, sometimes 13 miles in a day. And it was just like I'd listen to my, you know, I'd listen to audiobooks. I'd listen to like Stephen King audiobooks and I'd run. And it was just my happy place. And some I had a running stroller for Jack and I'd run with him. It was just an awesome time. And so running really became like a central focus in my life. And uh, and I absolutely fell in love with the sport and running marathon, like half marathons. I loved it. I felt like I finally found my thing. And I'm a big guy. Like even when I lost my weight, I was still 200 pounds. But, you know, at 200 pounds when you're six foot two, six foot three is not uh, tremendously overweight. Um, so I felt like I was doing really well. But, um, but I was in, uh, doing a locum out in, uh, the West coast out in British Columbia. And there was a beautiful trail beside the place where we were staying. And every morning I would get on this trail and run and listen to my audiobooks. I was on a big Hemingway kick <laughs> and, and this was like 2017 or 2016, I would say. And, uh, and I went for this run one day and all of a sudden I just felt this like weird snap in my foot. Um, and I kept running, but every step on my right foot, I felt this like tingling electrical pain going to my toes and back to the, and I thought, Oh man, maybe I have plantar fasciitis or something. I don't know. This is, but it happened so suddenly. And, um, and it got to the point where I had to walk the rest of that run. And I thought, Oh God, I'm going to have to ice my foot or whatever. And I iced it and I stopped running for a week. And I was, I, I was really uncomfortable not running for a week, but, um, the pain didn't go away. It hurt to walk to work. It hurt to walk anywhere. And especially if I was in like my normal shoes, weren't thick soled shoes or anything, 
they were just sort of like a normal pair of shoes. This is, I just realized that I'm, I'm becoming an old man. This is an entire podcast about me complaining about my medical issues. I could be, <laughs> I could be in my eighties. This is uh, kind of embarrassing, but uh, anyway, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> so yeah, I, I started wearing orthopedic shoes for this pain and they look terrible, but you know, whatever. And I started buying like Brooks addiction walkers and I still couldn't run. I kept trying to run and it would just flare up. And I just, I could not get past the pain. It was a, it was a pain that your mental palace, your mind palace would not protect you from. It was so intense every step. And so finally I thought, fuck, this is, I, this had gone on for a year and now I was starting to gain significant amount of weight. Um, I said, I'll get it checked out. But then my dad got cancer and I was like, I can't, (laughs) that took up all my time. He had stage four pancreatic cancer and look, I'm not complaining. I'm so glad I had the time with him, but I just, there was no time for self care and I was continuing to gain weight, but, but I wasn't exercising at all. I couldn't run. I couldn't even lift weights because my foot would hurt so much if I was standing and lifting weights. Um, finally uh, dad passed in 2018 and then 2019 I said I gotta get this checked out because I like at that point I was my size now like 250 pounds and I was just fucking miserable like I couldn't even walk around the hospital I figured it was maybe something called a Morton's neuroma which is like a fibrous it's almost like a scar that forms around the nerve between your the balls of your foot on the second and third or third and fourth toe I guess and uh, it was definitely like a nerve pain, but I got an MRI done. And it was kind of equivocal. They weren't sure um, w- what it was. So actually right now, I'm just about to powder my feet and head over to the podiatrist's office and see if somebody can help me out. It's 2022 now. This has been going on for six years. I am fat as a house and I'd really, really like to be able to get at least jogging or something again. I might have to buy a goddamn bike to ride. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to wear the spandex. I'm not setting lap times, but maybe that is the answer. I I don't know, but I need some form of exercise. I feel like a fucking pig at this point in my life. Um, Anyway, so wish me luck with my foot. This is not a happy story. It's not a sad story. It's to be continued story because I have no idea what's going to come of this. But uh, hopefully there will be something that they can do for me. Um, In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe. Thanks for listening. Stay classy. And, uh, you know, hit that subscribe button. Send a five-star review. Five stars for the man who complains about his medical problems uh, for 25 minutes on his own podcast. (laughs) They're not all like this. Sometimes I complain about other things. (laughs) Most of them are about complaints. I'm sorry. Uh... Anyway, really, thanks for listening. See you next time.